O Lord, comfort your people by your mercy and grace and teach us what it means to rely on you as our strength when we are weak. For Jesus' sake, amen. God's peace to you, friends, from the Father and from our Messiah, Savior, Jesus the Christ, amen. The Advent wreath, of course, points us forward, doesn't it? It points us forward to the coming of the Savior. It serves as kind of a visual countdown, doesn't it, during these four weeks of Advent, counting down, if you will, to the celebration of the birth of the Savior. It also serves as a symbol of God's love, the circle of light indicating the unending nature of God's love for us. And so our series for these Wednesday nights has been Circle of Light. You recall that in week one, the theme was God is our creator. That out of the darkness and nothingness that there was, God created first light. After his creative work, however, his first people ushered in darkness, a different kind of darkness, the darkness of the fall into sin. But God promised that there would indeed be the source of true light to come in the Savior who finally did come. And ever since his coming, God has been recreating us in the light of Jesus Christ. Last week, we heard about how God is our protector. We acknowledge that we live in a fallen world, and yes, indeed, it's a scary world. But we need not fear, for we have the ultimate protection, protection under our Lord Jesus Christ, who gives us the promise of eternal life. Tonight's theme, then, to finish out this series is God is our strength. God is our strength. Let's face it, we certainly each have our own weaknesses, don't we? We have our own experiences of brokenness living in this fallen world of ours. St. Paul was pretty honest about his own experience of weakness and brokenness, if you will, in that epistle reading we heard a moment ago. He talked about this thorn in the flesh, something physical that he struggled with. And we don't know what it was exactly, but it seems to be something physical, a thorn in the flesh that is in his body. And he said, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Did you catch the words that the Lord said to St. Paul in his struggle with whatever this thing was? My power, the Lord said, is made perfect or complete in your weakness, Paul. 
And so Paul was able to say that Christ's power may rest on me, for when I am weak, then I am strong. He got his strength from God. And friends, when we are weak, God's strength shows up for us too. In whatever our experience of weakness or brokenness is, God shows up with his strength. And we are then invited to take the step of faith and the step of humility and rely on God to be our strength even when we struggle. God is not only our strength when we have physical weaknesses and brokenness. He is also our strength when we are spiritually weak. Again, St. Paul was pretty honest about this too. In his first letter to Timothy, he called himself the chief of sinners, the worst of sinners. He knew himself very well. And in his letter to the Romans in chapter 7, he described this inner struggle that he had going on inside where he says, the good that I want to do, I don't do. And the evil that I want to avoid, I keep on doing. Wretched man that I am, who will save me from this body of death? But then he finishes by saying, thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He recognized that God would be his strength when he was spiritually weak as well. And so it is with you and me also. When we find ourselves weakened by our own sinfulness, God is our strength through Jesus Christ our Lord who gives us the victory. There's no doubt that we live in a broken world. It doesn't take long to look around and, and see that. And it's not just out there. That brokenness indeed is right here. We each have our own experience of brokenness. And it takes different forms. What is it for you? Maybe it's an illness where you feel broken and weakened. Maybe it's an injury you've sustained. Maybe it's a broken heart or a broken relationship Perhaps it's the loss of someone very special. And during this season of the year, it's especially hard to be someone who's grieving a loss. Maybe it's the brokenness we all share, the brokenness of our own doing, for indeed we're all sinners. And the darkness of the world is not just the darkness out there, it's the darkness we know all too well inside of our own hearts and souls and minds. And we know within ourselves, we need the light. The light that doesn't come from within us, for within ourselves is only darkness. No, the light that shines from outside of us. The light that is Jesus himself, the light of the world. Isaiah the prophet, 700 years before Jesus' time, talked about the purpose for the Messiah coming into the world. In Isaiah 61, he describes the Messiah's purpose this way. He said, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. And this is as if the Messiah himself were speaking. 
The spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord, the display of his splendor. What beautiful words to describe the purpose for the Messiah's arrival on this planet. And in the person of Jesus, we see that lived out so beautifully. He came to proclaim good news. He came to bind up the brokenhearted. He came to release from darkness all of us who are prisoners of the darkness of sin. He sets us free. And by his righteousness, he calls us oaks of righteousness who have been declared righteous through faith in him. Oaks of righteousness who are for the display of his splendor. Yes, Messiah Jesus wasn't just born as a baby in Bethlehem to be a cute baby to be adored. He was a baby born in Bethlehem to precisely grow up to be the man who would be broken for us, whose life would be broken upon a cross. And in his own brokenness, he took on himself all of our brokenness, all of our weaknesses, all of our sin and shame and guilt. He took it all to the cross for us and died in our place. And then by rising from the dead on the third day, in the ultimate demonstration of strength, he shows that he is able to be our strength. He proves he's more than capable to be our strength in our moments of weakness while we are still on this earth. I like the way that Isaiah says that the people will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting for the display of his splendor. You think about an oak tree that just stands there and boldly, in a sense, gives praise to its creator. We who are the beneficiaries of what Jesus did for us through faith in him have been called righteous by him. And we are oaks of righteousness who are planted in this world to be a display of his splendor, to show the world what Jesus can do by his forgiveness, his grace, his love. There's a great example of Jesus showing his splendor in the life of a broken person. It showed up in the gospel reading for tonight. I want to read a portion of that again. It said, as Jesus went along, he saw a man blind from birth. Now, let's look at this story a little carefully. His disciples asked him this question, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Isn't that sometimes the assumption of people? That if someone else's life is going wrong, they must have done something wrong? 
Sometimes people even conclude that about themselves. I must be being punished by God for what I did wrong. Jesus negates that kind of thinking. He says, no, neither this man nor his parents sinned basically to cause this blindness. But notice what he says. This happens so that the work of God might be displayed in his life. That the work of God might be displayed in his brokenness. It goes goes on to say, as long as it is day, we must do the work of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Having said this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. The word means sent. And the man went and washed and came home seeing. It's a beautiful example of Jesus displaying his splendor through a person's weakness. Another way to say it is Jesus, the light of the world, shines through our weakness. When you came in this evening, you were given a glow stick. I invite you to take that out for a minute. In a sense, the glow stick represents us and our lives and our experiences. Our experiences of brokenness. But it also is going to be a demonstration of the power and strength of God and the light of Christ that shines through our brokenness. Before I give you the instruction about the glow stick, I want you to think about what your brokenness is. Is it an illness? Is it a loss? A sorrow? A sin? A regret? A brokenness in my own life right now is watching my own mother slowly slipping away to dementia. She barely knows her children. It's hard to see her going down. I don't know how much longer she'll be alive. It, in a sense, breaks my heart. And yet, God's light shines through that experience. As you consider whatever your brokenness is, then in the mind of your own heart, give that to God. And as you break the glow stick, let it be a reminder that the light of Christ shines through our brokenness. If you would hold your glow stick up, if you want to wave it, that's fine. Look around. See the lights in this room. They represent the light of Jesus that shines through us even when we're broken. Because we are oaks of righteousness planted for the display of his splendor. Planted in this life to give glory to God even when we hurt. Even when we cry. 
The world-renowned theologian, Karl Barth, a Lutheran theologian, once said that his theology could be summed up in these simple words. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong, they are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me, the Bible tells me so. Friends, the third candle candle of the Advent wreath, the pink candle, reminds us that even in our brokenness, we have every reason to be joyful. And that reason is Jesus. So let him shine through you to the world around this Advent and always. Amen. May the peace of God which passes human understanding Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, the light of the world. Amen.